everybody. And we're back <laughs> with another episode of Beavis and Butthead. Which one's Beavis and which one's Butthead? I think I would be Beavis. I was thinking I would be Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> you can be Beavis. Do you know that I never liked Beavis and Butthead? Really? I actually strongly dislike it. It was my favorite show. It makes me so uncomfortable. I never really watched it enough to... It made me so uncomfortable. I know my parents would let me watch it because the guy's name was Butthead. They would let you? They would let you? Oh, yeah. My parents wouldn't let me either. I would watch it when I was at my grandma's house. Say that doesn't sound like Jane. So so have you ever seen Beavis and Butthead do America? No, not really. Yeah, I have. And it it does absolutely (laughs) nothing to me for me. Like, it just doesn't... Huh. Interesting. Do anything. And I hate that. And I also didn't like Ren and Stinky. I feel like it's the well, same. Well, first thing of all, head. it's Ren and Stimpy. Stimpy. So don't deface his name like that. Apologize. I didn't. I, that was also one of my favorite shows. I know. What about Cow and Chicken? Oh, I love me some Cow and Chicken. <laughs> I didn't like Cow and Mom Chicken. Mom had a chicken. And they had a cow. Oh, Dad was proud. Didn't care how. I didn't like any of those. I loved all those like disgusting shows. Mm. I don't know why I'm thinking you're weird. I'm clearly the weird one. I don't know why I didn't like them because there's a lot of weird fucking shows that I like. But was Cow and Chicken its actual own show or was it a subset of Johnny Bravo? I think it was a subset. I don't. It might have been one of those cartoon cartoons. I don't think it. And uh, yeah, they had like shorter episodes, but I don't think it was a subset. I'm going to, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch an episode of Cow and Chicken whenever I get home. Okay. And then I'll give you guys a rundown. That's a good idea. And see if it still lands. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So like we said, we're back (laughs) with another episode of... It's probably fine. It's not Beavis and Butthead. It isn't. I was just in a silly, goofy mood. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, socials. Hit us up. Do, is that even helping? We're not getting in. Do we have to do our socials anymore? Can we just yeah, do it at the just end? Just do it. It's not going to no. hurt. You do it this time. I don't even know what they are. No. Really? Shut up. Do them. Do it. Pop quiz. Follow us at It's Probably Fine Pod. Where? On Instagram. Okay. Follow us on. No, it's not. It's probably fine. It's just. What did he say? He said it's probably. I think he said probably probably fine pod at probably fine pod 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 (laughs) probably fine pod pod. Follow us. Uh, What's our handle on? uh, It's all the same. It's all the same. (laughs) Probably fine pod. Face snap. Face snatch. Anyway. It's at probably fine pod. No, you guys do it. What's the email, Derek? An email us at. It's probably. Nope. Probably no. fine pod at gmail.com. Just probably probably fine pod, pod at gmail.com. It's probably That's fine was taken. We tried to get it. Everything That's is probably fine. I'm the producer. I'm not probably She's just fine. getting out a lot of like anger for you making I fun just, of her when she couldn't get it. Yeah. I'm not making fun of you at all. Eat a dick. In the past. You know? In, in Christmas past. Brooke's, Brooke's the one that laughs at you. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah. Wait. What? I missed the joke. It's okay. We're completely yeah, yeah. moving right, on. We're, we're on the same page all the time, so all just right. don't worry about it. It's that spiritual component that Derek and I have struck. Okay, fuck you Just guys. kidding. Stop. Get I'm married. not doing that no more. This is my bitch, <laughs> and I always have her back. And me and you are never going to be. You're dead. <laughs> it tells you you're dead. Go get. 
It's like me and Derek gets the unrequited love and I have to white fang him because <laughs> we can't be because me and you, me and Rachel are a thing. Go on, get. Did you just white fang me? <laughs> yes. You white fang me right now. All okay. right. So we've been recording for a while. We did another like double feature. Because we've been gone for an entire fucking month, which yes. is disgusting for us. Yes. So. So um, we have a lot of poison to get out. Hopefully, we sure do. Hopefully, we <laughs> didn't waste all the good stuff on the on the other one. Thing. I don't think so. Um, so I could tell you what I'm learning in therapy right now. Yeah. Yes, because I have another thing, another subset off of that. Because I'm learning nothing in therapy because I'm not doing therapy right now because okay. of my schedule. But uh, I have something off of that An offshoot. Yeah, off of like if a, you will in the therapy realm. Before we do that, I always like to start with something less emotionally intense. And it's not yeah. going to be super intense. Love but that. I, can I just tell you what my uncommon irrational fear is? Yeah. So I texted Rachel and Derek today and I was like, hey, here's some things I'm thinking about talking about for the podcast. It got buried. It, neither of them fucking read it. I know, no, we read. I read it. I, I honestly do not even remember reading the fear because that was just blah, 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 blah. So I said, because I had a specific one in mind, it's honestly, this is just I need to tell somebody about it, to be frank. And it's an irrational fear that I believe to be uncommon. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So mine is that I have this irrational fear that when I drive on the road and I go over roadkill, that it's going to get stuck in my tire and whipped up and hit me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like it might not be common. That's not common, Brooke. I'm sorry. So anytime I'm driving... I'm going to say stuck underneath your car. No. It's like, yeah, that's... No. No, it's not going to win. So there's like a... (laughs) (laughs) Hear me out. Hear me out. You might leave tonight. (laughs) There's like a spectrum of things that could happen, okay? And I run through every fucking scenario. like... Seeing you in your car driving. <laughs> White knuckling that fucking steering no, wheel. No, but also it actually happening in a, like a pancake of an animal hitting you, slapping you right across the face. Oh, that's my nightmare. That's what I needed today. So, so listen, there are levels of fear. <laughs> the first level is that I just drive by it and it like smacks my window <laughs> like a piece of its flesh or like a foot gets stuck in the wheel and, this is not crazy this is not crazy so anytime I'm driving with the windows down I have to roll them up <laughs> because I think to myself but what if today is the day she gets me what if today is the day and I'm oh like God. then you're gonna look stupid You've been prepping your whole life for this day. Ugh. You could have prevented it if you would have just rolled the fucking window up. And you would have just swallowed like, your pride. I'm going to let this one slide. Boom, coon to the dome. <laughs> coon to the motherfucking dome, bitch. <laughs> I'm, I'll be like Davy Crockett. Nice possum. <laughs> <that> fucking hat. <laughs> a little coonskin cap. I just worry. I just worry. <laughs> I just worry, you guys. So... 
That's better than anything I could think or of. Or it'll come in my passenger side window and it'll just be sitting there like on my passenger seat <laughs> and I'll have <laughs> to like. What fucking do? I, that's, that's the fear. You like, crash what, your car. I would crash my car. So I end up dying in every what, scenario. What would happen if it got like under your undercarriage and like whipped up through your vents and like, <gasps> got you? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, it was like, uh, what are all those uh, final destinations? Did you watch any of Where those? the log comes through the windshield? It wasn't the log. It was one where he ran into a car and the fa- it was like a refrigeration truck and he ran into it and the fan like cut him up and s- like splattered his into little bits. brains through the back. Like, so I'm thinking, Ew, I'm that's thinking, exactly I'm thinking what the roadkill goes through your fan <laughs> and splatters on just your just face. And the thing is, I can't get it off no matter how hard I try. And you the, would think it's just as easy as putting it back where it came from, but it's like congealed onto my head. And then you go get your oil changed and they're like, ma'am, I think you need to change your air filter. <laughs> your cabin <laughs> air filter. It looks like a squirrel's been living in it. <laughs> Did you hit something recently? Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, I like the coon is on my head. <laughs> and there's just blood dripping down my face. They're just... <laughs> We're going to have to cut this entire segment. Why would we cut this? This is fucking hilarious. Are we sure? Yeah. This is the greatest thing we've done oh, in God. a while. I have nothing to follow it up with. <laughs> like, I can't even pull something out of my ass because that, I, do, I don't even want to touch it. That was fantastic. So please just email us if you've ever worried <laughs> as you pass over a carcass that it may become a new hat. <laughs> Okay, should we segue? Yeah, let's talk about therapy. I can't. I, for, there was this dark part of me, not dark, but like like dimly lit part that was like, you've probably told Rachel about this. Like you tell her everything, never. but I can tell that I've never shared that this with good. you. That, that, that one went way down into the hurt locker. I can't. I can't. I can't explain to you how much I needed that this week. <laughs> I don't know the last time I've laughed. <laughs> I miss laughing. So I have this like really weird rational. Well, I, I don't have it anymore, but whenever I was younger, I was deathly afraid <laughs> whenever I let our dog Misty outside. Mm. You know that, you know, like as you come out the back door. That old bitch. And that, yeah. there's a huge evergreen looking fucking thing. That's, it's been cut down for like five years. Yeah, but it was like, it looked more like an overgrown bush. <laughs> It was very thinned out. I, I was always that, petrified. There was like, most of the time I was either, what I was really afraid of was like a fucking coyote coming in and get him, which was a little bit more realistic. But I was terrified there was a fucking raccoon in there that was going to come out. <laughs> and just, scared of the was going to fucking snatch up Misty and like take it away, take <laughs> her away. Little yeah, fingers. <laughs> yeah. I was, I cannot tell, every time my dad's like, oh, Derek, it's your turn to let Misty out before bed. And it was You're like, like, a coon's going to get her like, dad and can't do it. I never said anything, but I was like fucking petrified. And I'd just be like waiting by the door, just more, shitting my pants, worried about it. More worried about the coon than you were the coyote, though. Yeah, it was like equally. More realistic. It was equally, I was equally afraid. But looking back now, the coyote's a little bit more realistic. Yeah. But even so, like... It would have been, like, uncanny e- but valley. But now it's still pretty irrational because coyote... Because we would hear coyotes all the time because we were also, four houses Misty from cornfield. But also, Misty was a Karen Terrier, so Misty was, yeah, like, she was what, small. 20, 20 pounds? Yeah, she was pretty small. I mean, she was a little chunky, but... Well, yeah, but, but I'm just, like... No, a coyote would I'm have a tough a time. And a coyote would never come listeners. near 
me if I was standing there. So like, as want- I got a little bit more brave, I'd walk out there with her and I'd like make noises and stuff because I was scaring away coyotes and Rick. <laughs> hey, you missy. Yeah. Like- That's, they've only had one dog their whole life. Like their their family. Well, they had a golden retriever, but like they had this one, one dog. dog. She was like what fifteen or fifteen years old. She had to be something like that. Yeah, we got her in they third got her grade. For she Christmas. died. She, she died in 13, twenty. Yeah, she was like 13, 14. No, twenty fourteen. Twenty. <laughs> she doesn't much you care. You don't know Derek's life. I thought I was twenty one. No, I was twenty one when she died. His dog died, no, she, Rachel. She was twenty fourteen because when I, I had just started, I just graduated. Yeah, from college, twenty fourteen. Did I do that? Twenty one. It wasn't. Never mind. It wasn't twenty one. <coughs> Fuck me. It was the time where all the animals. Let the record show <laughs> that you were right about your life. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's Jesus. segue therapy. Uh, yes. So I can tell you something kind of interesting that I'm doing in therapy, and okay. I feel like it's going to run parallel to all the things that I we, the collective we work on. Okay. But I have really been trying to tap into my creativity. And have been coming up with nothing. I really am trying to jump back into the things that I used to do, like writing and uh, painting, you know, drawing, drawing, right. Uh, So, and and nothing's coming up. I'm having a really hard time with it. And so I was in therapy and I was talking about how I, I would create these little spaces in my home Mm -hmm. where I could just hang out. I had, I was privileged enough to have a really nice room growing up. It was big. Yeah. It had everything that I needed, but I would still f- hide. I would, I would like carve out a space. I would move shit in my closet and I would make a little like hangout spot and I'd put a blanket down in a pillow. I would do it in cabinets. I would, sometimes I would take naps under my bed and this came up because I was telling uh, my therapist that I would try to rearrange my room or do aesthetic things to it that felt I felt connected to and I would either get in trouble and have to undo it right away because yeah. my whole room was designed for me. I didn't pick anything yep. out. Yep. Um, or I would go to school or I would go somewhere and leave after I switched my furniture around and I would come home and it was put right back where it, yep. it was. And so I, so my therapist, I was like, I was like, isn't that weird? You know? And then I would, I would create these little hidey holes and I would just hang out in them and then I would feel really good in them and then I would leave and I would come back and all the stuff had like it was like it was never there or I would or my parent would come in and say like you need to take that all down right away even though it's not harming anyone at all and so my therapist was like it sounds like you haven't felt like you've had ownership over anything at all in your entire life (sighs) uh oh this is hitting a nerve for Rachie (laughs) How's this landing on you? Well, I mean, you know my dad. So my dad, professionally, he builds homes. And so his homes were, like, part of his pride and joy mm-hmm. of, like, his possessions and things like that. Like, this is this was his the thing that of he made. Yeah. He made this. I was not allowed to hang anything on my walls. I, so I was, I was very into horses. And I remember there was this one time that I cut up, um, like a horse calendar that I had gotten and I cut all like the, the picture mm-hmm. portion off and I hung that I went, I like went to like tape them on my wall cause I just loved all of them mm-hmm. so much. And he got pissed at me. Mm-hmm. 
So the only things that I would do, so I, I was not allowed to hang them anywhere on my wall. The only thing that could be hung on my wall had to have a frame around it and basically had to be okayed by my parents. Mm -hmm. And then the shit that I wanted to do, I was okayed to do in my closet but it was only after I had already done it and they had like, I had like broken them to it mm-hmm. where they were like, oh, we don't want you to do this. But, mm-hmm. and so do you remember that you, I marked your closet, you drew something, yep. like you wrote, you drew my name with like a design around yep. it in my closet from a, on a crayon. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. There's a fucking, there's a purple crayon on white closet paint. It was like a walk-in closet. And I was a 27-year-old adult when my parents sold that house. And my dad still chewed my ass out for that. And I was like, I will fucking fix it. I am currently my own homeowner. And I can fucking fix this. This is not a big deal. I mm-hmm. will paint over it. I will I will scrub it off and I will paint over it. I will paint my whole closet. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I had to do was I had to I did any pictures of my friends that I wanted. Like I couldn't have pictures of my friends or people in my room. And I had so what I did is I taped them to the back of my bathroom door because it was never closed. My mm-hmm. dad would never be in there if it was closed. Mm-hmm. And, like, my dad's, like, the biggest pushover except for this shit. Yeah. No. But so I knew my parents would never be in my bathroom, like, never be going to the bathroom in my bathroom to where they would have to close the door. So I knew that was a safe spot where they would never know that I had mm-hmm. pictures of my friends hanging up. I know. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. So, yes, I get it. So, so we start, we segued into that because we were talking about body stuff because I was, like, you know, talking about my health and how... I'm really mistrustful or like suspicious of medical providers and I don't trust them. And so we were talking about how like my body hasn't felt like my own. Then we segued into that. And she was like, it sounds like you've just never felt ownership over anything at all. No, I'm like, Oh my God. Whoops. Yeah. Because who am I? What do I like? What do I dislike? I don't know because anytime I would try to exert any sort of authenticity as a child, if it didn't follow the path, it was, it was Poo-pooed. squished. Yeah. It was pushed and squished down. <coughs> so now what I do is I decide I'm going to watch RuPaul's Drag Race because for no reason because I'm feeling a little itchy. I'm feeling a little restless. Mm-hmm. And it's because molecularly I am 32 years worth of hyperfixations in a trench coat. Yeah. And I feel like I don't have a personality at all. It's just yeah. been things that I've tried to latch on to, whether it's because, you know, older kids were doing it and it was cool, or I heard my friend talk about liking that, mm-hmm. or people will like me if I do this, or all <laughs> seem smart. That is what I've based all of my interests around. And so trying to find yeah. a genuine interest that Yikes. is only because I'm enjoying it in the moment and isn't for anyone else has been extremely difficult. So going, so going back into the creativity thing, it's like, I couldn't come up with anything because I was so clouded with, well, no one's going to want to read that. Like what's going to work? What's going to, what's going to get, what are other people going to like too? Mm -hmm. Because what what am I going to get the validation from? Like that this is good and this uh is cool. And this is Because I can't trust myself. I can't trust myself that it's good enough. (coughs) Yeah. I, that's fucked up. Cause 
Because the thing is, you want to hear something fucked up. I keep telling Derek, this is so boring. But so we're like, I'm painting, I'm getting ready to paint the trim in our kitchen finally. And I really like our like wood ledges that are on the windows. I Mm -hmm. like the look of them. I know that it's not normal to have a, like the wood framing around the window to be white. And then like the ledge of the window to be wood, Mm -hmm. but I like it. So I'm like, I think I'm going to sand it down and see what I want to do with it because I like how it looks. I don't Mm -hmm. want it to be white. Mm -hmm. And you can't trust yourself (coughs) that that's not weird. (coughs) Yeah. Like people, if I were to try to resell the house, that they would be like, Oh, why would they do that? Uh But if, but I like it. Yep. And that's all that matters. I like the color of it. I don't want white. Um, so yeah, Rachel just said, Rachel just had a coughing attack, but she just said, I've been thinking about my space a lot lately. And I, so once she said that, obviously the floodgates opened and I was like, and I do this and I do that and I do this. And it's all making sense. Like we, I decided I wanted to remodel our bathroom cosmetically. And, uh, this was my own project that I was taking on because Nick didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I had this vision and I really wanted to make it work, but I felt like always on edge because I felt like he was going to come in and he wasn't going to like it. And then I would feel shame. Yeah. And I also didn't want to do it around him. So I saw this, this kind of like is the little segue. I saw this TikTok, and this girl was talking about, um, hobbies. And she's like, do you ever feel like you can only do your hobbies when no one else is around? Yes. And as soon as, you know, your roommate or your, or your, enjoy them. or your parent or your significant other comes home, you just don't feel like doing it anymore. Yes. And then she said, it probably is because the things that you liked or were interested in as a kid weren't validated or, or were ridiculed. Cool, cool, so cool. you feel a lot of shame when you're doing your hobbies or like things that really interest you. Um, if there's someone else around, but if no one else is around, there's no one else to judge you. Like if you want to get your paints out and do something, you can do it and put it all away before somebody fucking gets back. And I used to do that all the time as a kid and I still fucking do it now when Nick comes home, whatever I'm doing, I'm just like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Yes. Uh I do that with Derek all the time. Not that I don't think that he would accept that it has nothing well, it, to do it's with just them. you feel like you're not in a judgment-free zone anymore yeah you feel very even vulnerable. though you but probably you also, yeah, are you, feel very you still you just don't feel like vulnerable. you are yeah yes. like you just it's like this is a piece of me and i don't i don't want to explain it i don't uh-huh. want to like be like oh what is this i don't like, want anyone oh, to I, perceive it i don't want i don't want your opinion on it i don't want like oh you should probably do this over there or oh you could do this after the kids go to bed or like like something weird I, I don't know. I, I get that because do you know that I've, I have bought like two or three kits to learn how to needlepoint? I'm so boring. <laughs> I'm really excited about it though. I, I think did, it's great. I did a couple, like I bought Colin a couple, Robinson. <laughs> I did a couple of wildflower, uh, needlepoint. I, I bought a couple of them. That's like teaches you how to do it as you go. And I'm, jazzed about it but i, I can love only this. do it when completely alone when derek is probably gone for an entire weekend i i love that i know and do you know what i'm doing right now i'm what? i'm hearing that holding space for you and then i'm also like sh- do i like needlepoint should i like it i should i give you one sh- should i youtube needle no i don't 
need to do that because it's not something that came from me. <laughs> and I but also don't like have to. It. Right, right, right. But I'm not going to explore that because I've got other things I'm exploring. And you can have your needle point. I'm what the so- fuck I'm is sorry. going on? I think one of our cats is climbing our first Oh. <laughs> What's happening? It's just Margie. She's playing with some of the ornaments. Are you sure? Because the entire treat sh- shifted. Do you know how fucking she heavy that cat is? <laughs> she thick. We're not safe. Oh. <laughs> but no, I I understand that. And I feel like I can only do that when I know that no one is going to bother me about it. Mm-hmm. Or I have to explain it or like. Yes. I'm not going to get interrupted. Mm-hmm. Lots of things. Yeah. And I weirdly. So the person I'm married to. I love and I, you know, however, I think that I chose him because I repeat some of those trauma patterns and he like engages in it. And what I mean by that is he is like more avoidant in the attachment style realm. And so I have, I put myself with someone that is the opposite of what I need because that's what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. And now like the great thing about Nick and my marriage is that like, he's totally open to counseling and hearing the needs that. I have that need to be met and like working to change. But trauma brain is like, oh, you picked this person because this is what you were used to growing up, which was yes. not getting that feedback. And Nick, yeah. Nick is just more of a stoic and yeah. sometimes avoidant kind of person. Yeah. So like doing um, the, the bathroom, he didn't like it and held it in as avoidance do. And then when we argued about something, like it kind of like blew up, like he was really stressed out. And I said something and it set him off and he like bit into me about the bathroom and it felt so familiar. And I was like, this is why I don't do things. This is like, I couldn't hide the bathroom. You know, yeah. I would have hit it. I would have just rolled it up every day and then taken it out when he went to work, but I couldn't hide it. Space. Yeah. And so he's going into it every single day and then he lashes out on me. And I was like, that this is why I don't. Yeah. Deep. We talked through it and we, yeah, you know, went but, to therapy about it and stuff. And I was like, yep, I picked this person cause they do that to me sometimes unintentionally. Yeah. And that is extremely frustrating though. Yeah. Like frustrating is not the right word, but yeah. You know what we should do? We should have a hangout session sometime and I'll do our hobbies that we're ashamed, not ashamed, oh but God. just like. Not wanting to do around other people. Like, mine's like not a, hobbies. Mine's, like, I have Acknowledging a, that we're bringing our, like, vulnerability uh, things yes. to it. And be like, we're all going to sit and do our separate things together and be more comfortable with yeah. other people being around us while we're... Yeah. Okay. So... We can talk during it. So what hobby would Mine's you not so much a hobby. It's something... It, playing video games. I'm still, like, yeah. incredibly insecure as a... 30 year, 30, 30 year old, I'm 30 as a 30 year old being like playing video games. Why? Mm, uh, a lot of times my parents, instead of, I did play them too much and that's still like an issue sometimes. Like when I get on a roll, I play a game too much and I need to get away from it, go outside, do something different because mm-hmm. it can, it's too it much of a good thing. It's still a bad thing. Yeah. And instead of saying, Hey, like they did say, Oh, you're playing it too much. It was like, uh, you, get off, get off the it, game. No, 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 no. It was like a year too old for this. <laughs> oh, gosh. That feels even or worse. It was like video games as a kid like, come thing. come on. Come on, Derek. Video games as a kid thing. And that's always kind of like been ingrained in uh-huh. my brain. So. You also I'm a, played I'm, so many sports and we're doing so many active things. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm much better about it now, but it's still kind of 
I'm still kind of shaking off the uh, mm-hmm. shackles of it. I know. But yeah, I, then I have other things too. I'm just like, I feel like they're very juvenile, but I still enjoy them. Mm-hmm. So like what anime? Why do you think that's juvenile? I think that's that's so that's popular. A very popular. Dude, I know it it's is. It's one of the most popular things on Netflix. I don't disagree. But I'm just saying, I, I still feel incredibly... Never mind. Sorry, I'm Anytime. not trying to like, invalidate. Yeah, that's totally. Why, that's why I only watch it on my <laughs> Why are you fucking idiots? Well, like, and, well it. first of all, I know you don't like it, but anytime it's like on the... It doesn't interest I, me. I know it doesn't, but I always try to turn it off whenever mm-hmm. you're around. That's how I feel about anyone I watch on YouTube. Yeah, I get I that. I hate watching people on YouTube around mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Well, I have been judgmental about it before, so yes. I understand why you'd feel like that. Indeed. And I I've, I've hold my tongue now because I have my own... Everyone has their McDonald's, man. Everybody has their McDonald's. That's why I don't watch it because I know you're holding your tongue about it, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I but it's not like now. It's just like oh, you're just watching it. I have my thing. You have your thing. I like these weird couple families that like I, I know. It's, I just like I like giving you shit though too. But it's not fun for me, man. <laughs> I know, but I just it's rooted it's, in it's, shame to me. Like it's just funny because I just like. I don't relate to it at all, and I just I don't understand why. I'm in and too I'm not deep. like trying to trash you. Like, <laughs> I am in too I just deep. don't understand why you would because want to watch another can... family's life, like because it's so no, fake. Okay, so sorry, I'm like tearing it down now, but it's just what like I, will, I just don't get it. What I will say is that these, the one family, this one, I guess it's really this woman that I follow. She experienced a stillbirth, and that's kind of where I got this from. Mm-hmm. And so I've watched her walk through that, yeah, and also continue on with her family with and normal w- life. Once too. I realized like, that yeah. was part of it, that's when I kind of like, okay, I it's, need to. It's stillbirth based, and yeah. so that is something like she lost her daughter at like tw- like 20, 20, 20 weeks, twenty two weeks, something like that, and there was like a lot of like. Um, she had a lot of like genetic markers or like um, something wrong with their the placenta. So, like they had a reason. So I still don't totally like vibe like not vibe with her, but like I don't totally get that because I don't have a reason for ours. But um, she's one where I saw her. Like I I liked walking through her pregnancies after that, going like, okay, this is fucking normal to feel these things with a subsequent pregnancy after stillbirth. And, like, she's moving on but still grieving her... Because it was her first pregnancy that she had a stillbirth. And then she's had three... She They have to do everything through IVF. Um, but so she's had a daughter and then twin boys since. And then she's pregnant with, like, her fourth, her fifth. And... It doesn't fucking matter, yeah. but uh, that that is where I I I have like attached to this fucking yeah. family on YouTube. No, I, get it. I absolutely get it after what we went through. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, and it the, was nice. The only thing I don't like about like some of those shows is the children. I feel so bad for those mm-hmm. kids. Yeah, I have a really and hard they, time. And they may with grow that. up, but then they be completely fine. But mm-hmm. they still not but getting all a choice their, in it. All like, of their family memories even, are put onto a social platform. Yeah. Even like whenever we post videos of Leo, there's still like a part of me. It's just like because there's not. It's not consent. his choice. Yeah. It's, it, well, he has no s- consent in this. You told me that too one time. I was like, I had posted something about Ada, and you were like, "Up, oh, saw you posted." pictures of Ada and I was like yeah I did and you're like oh, I just kind of would like to yeah. know Facebook I'm more okay with because we can at least control the audience a little bit more 
but like the, it's the TikTok and the Instagram oh, yeah. stuff that bother me a little bit more because that Instagram even you can control a little bit more. But I mean TikTok, mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. I mean, unless you can make it friends only. On can t- you really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but then again, like some of the videos are really cute and it would attract more people to mm-hmm. listen, but. Do you want to do that to our kids, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, but the thing is, like, most of it's not that bad of stuff. But, I don't know. It's I'm just something I think about no, a lot I think that struggle makes with. complete it, it's, sense. It's tough, it's tough for me to think about sometimes. It's very easy to get tunnel vision with, like, wanting to post everything about your life, your lives and, mm-hmm. like, your what's going on. Because I also, like, I feel like I, I caught myself. I know we're kind of getting on a tangent, but I caught myself like on Christmas going like, and I'm not a, like, I'm not someone who posts our family or like our pictures of my kids or anything like that. Like, I just don't like it because it makes me feel vulnerable to like what other people could. Mm-hmm. I don't want other people to look into my life. Right. Really. I want to keep it to myself. Mm-hmm. That's how I've always been. But I saw myself going like to social media or like, thinking about it and going oh, like I want to see what other people's Christmases like what they're doing because I know people are going to fucking immediately mm-hmm. just like boom 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 post about that and that's fucked up mm-hmm. and I was I kept having to stop myself going like I don't give a fuck what people are doing I don't I really to the core of me I don't give a fuck what other people mm-hmm. are doing and I don't want to compare myself to other people yeah. with this and so I've honestly been thinking about deactivating my Facebook because I'm so tired of it yeah Part of me still wants that connection to some people that I have on Facebook. I have not been on it or been looking at it. So I was like, the other day I was looking at it going like, should I just get rid of this? Mm -hmm. Because it's making me, I'm thinking about it more than I'm actually on it. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's also like this weird thing where like, it's a very normal, like it's like the the norm for everyone our age Mm -hmm. to be on social media and be updating people about their fucking lives Mm -hmm. but i i I just sometimes i just don't get it i just don't vibe with it and it puts more stress on me about like applying that to my life yes yep and that's by design i I know i know so Corey actually suggested this to me with apps because sometimes like i get into a place where i need to just do a cleanse. Um, just don't deactivate your Facebook. Just take it off your phone and only log in on a desktop if you, if you want, or if you're like wanting to get rid of it completely or just delete, I mean, delete the app off your phone. If you really want to get on it, you can log on, on a, on a desktop computer and it can be more intentional. Like if you're like, Oh, I want to see pictures of so-and-so's baby or, Oh, we'll search for that person. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's very smart. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's it's become it also gets to like a mindless thing where I'm like yes oh, TikTok boom mm-hmm. Instagram boom Facebook boom right and those are my three favorite apps in that order so just snot it on my face <laughs> so you know I even started the uh, what is it called screen time thing on your phone mm-hmm. do you guys ever use that yeah I did that about three or four weeks ago and I was doing really good for a week and then. After a while, it just like because I made it so that I like couldn't get on TikTok or anything until like seven p.m. at night. Mm-hmm. Like after the kids go to bed, that I'm spending having you know most of my attention towards my family, and not that I'm terrible about it, but it's like I just find myself before when it would stop me, I'd be like, I you didn't even realize you're getting on it. Yeah, it's that, yeah. And that's how fucked up it is. I know. And then 
it was like, oh, oh, fuck, I don't need to do this. And I'd close it. And now I'm doing the point where I just automatically click ignore. Mm-hmm. And then I just go ahead and do it. That's what I've always done with that, yeah. too. I just, I bypass it. I eventually bypass it. Now easy. I'm thinking about yeah. taking it off right now because there's no point to it. Yeah. The only thing that helps me is if the apps are not on my phone. Like if I uninstall them. Yeah. That's the only thing. And I, I've said it, I think, on the podcast before. I did that for like two weeks. Yeah. I was happier. I was, nah. I, I was doing other things that brought me joy mm-hmm. outside of my phone. It works. But it's just like that shit, like you said, it just keeps drawing us back in because I have missed things. Mm-hmm. And and then felt like a dick, you know, like yeah. perhaps like a pregnancy announcement or a loss, yeah, because fucking... no one texts you and tells you that or anymore. No, they they post it on social it on media, and then you look like the dick friend. But I don't see anything because when I when I do, I have to go out of my way to get to my Instagram app specifically. I don't use Facebook, but like I'll open it up, and then whatever the like first fourteen pictures are, that's what I see, and that's the news that I get. Yeah. And, and then I don't get anything else. That's the thing. Like, I, we just recently, so at Derek's Christmas, Derek's family, the, Derek's side of the family Christmas, I, I was sitting there going, okay, people keep coming up to my sister-in-law and saying like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm, I'm glad that you're here, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, did someone die? Like, I was like, did someone die? Fuck. Mm-hmm. And then. I was like, maybe it was just like a weird greeting, like mm-hmm. a weird greeting, like something happened. like, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're here. Like, eh. it was just weird. And then it happened again. And I was like in the vicinity and they had like kind of brought up more about what was happening. And it turns out my sister-in-law's grandma died and we had no fucking clue because, but she posted about it on Facebook mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. Shit. Yeah. I fucked up. I, I feel like I fucked up. I didn't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Your grandma died. I'm so sorry. Right. But no one fucking told... Like, it's, it's like... And then you just don't want them to think that you, you've you been on social media, you saw it. And you don't you care. Didn't, you didn't like the picture. Because I feel like everyone on social media is like, oh, the people will see it. Right. People, especially my close family members, will see it. Mm-hmm. I won't see it. Exactly. Because I don't want I will to. never see it. And then, like like I said, whenever <coughs> I open up the Instagram app, it's like whatever. Because I'm not on there very long. So I'll see, like, the first 15 pictures. And some of them I'll probably like. Because some of them are my friends and, like, like they're doing cool shit. And so then if I, I always worry if other people see that I liked so-and-so's photo. And they're like, why am I not or liking their photos? Like, do they not like me? It, shit gets in my head like that. I've only had one person confront me about that. Because I'm not seeing life. it. What? Mm-hmm. Really? Someone wasn't me. <laughs> no. One of my friends, and I was not liking photos of her family. And I, re- I also realized what I do. I don't like anything mm-hmm. on social media. I am not a person that is like... Like go, right. go. I will. I feel like I will people are really like it, but yes. I am. I am not like a, a, mentally a trigger like trigger happy kind of person where I'm like, ba ba done. Like, mm-hmm. boo, done. Like, I am not that. Even if it's mm-hmm. whether that's someone I know, whether that's a celebrity, right? I, I have no predictable I don't like pattern. Anything like I may mentally like it. And maybe I'll mentally like it more than the thing that I physically like. But sometimes I just hit that button or double click it. And I don't know when or why it's going to happen. Like out of 
40 things that I see in a social media, like, binge that I'm doing, I might, I might like two things. Mm-hmm. Like, whether, and that could be mostly my friends, that could be mostly, you know, like, influencers or celebrities or whatever. I, I rarely like celebrity type things. The only things I actually like are, like, friends or people that I know. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, out of 40 or 50 things, I might like one or two. Yeah. I might actually, like, click like to mm-hmm. it. But I also don't feel like I should have to fucking do that. I That's know. so weird. There's also nothing wrong with missing news and then finding out when you find out. Yes. and like, it, But it makes you feel fucking stupid. I know. I know. And behind the times, it's like, oh, did you not see what I... Did uh-huh. you not see the announcement I posted? Mm-hmm. And I, I... But I also get that... That's how you want to tell people. Yes. And that you just want to, like, it's like the caring bridge type of things mm-hmm. where, like, you just want to, like, post one time, get the masses informed, and not have to fucking tell 75 yeah. people. I get that, well, too, Sometimes though. with events, too, people are like, this is where the invite list is. Here's the directions to the house. Here, you know, it's because mm-hmm. there was a time when I didn't have a Facebook for a couple of years, I think. Yeah. And people would want to evite me to something. And that is just a really convenient way to organize an event electronically. And I would be like, well, I don't have Facebook. Guess you'll have to send me an event. And I regret being like that because it would have been so easy for me to just reactivate it just so I could see the information for the event and then hop back out. Yeah. Because it's like some of this stuff I feel like we got to get on board with because it's universally efficient and convenient. And we're moving. We're in the technology phase. But also... There, how much do you want to do that? Right. It's hard you know? to find that balance like for you, yourself. If that doesn't work for you, then a part of you doesn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's really hard. It's But it's like, it's it's very much sometimes when I feel stressed about social media, it's like, it's the keeping up with the Jones type mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Or like, a, like posting pictures of my kids when, like, I was crazy not crazy about it but I was like oh we have to do this when when Leo was born I was like oh every month I have to post his picture that he's a month older and whatever and now with Ada here I'm like I don't want people to think that I don't care but I'm also not as neurotic about that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff where I'm just like I have pictures of almost every day of her life so far Mm -hmm. I don't care that I get the the fucking photo Mm -hmm. of her a little bit bigger than last month. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's fucked. Yeah. It is. It's still... It's a mind fuck. We don't it's, know it's how just, to integrate it into our lives healthily. Society, period. Yeah. I mean, we it, live in a society. It's like... Yeah. I mean, the inter- the way I look at it is like internet, social media. It's a tool. Doesn't mean it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. It, it can You can use it way too much, but it's also part of the future, so we need mm-hmm. to learn how to use it. And I don't think we've even remotely understood what it's really doing to us no, right we now. We don't, no. we, we're just like, Isn't that crazy to it, think about? Because uh, Bo Burn, I was watching Bo Burnham talk about it mm-hmm. one time. It's like we just have the, like we don't realize what this shit is doing to yeah. us. Like in like thirty or forty years, you're gonna be like, <laughs> you guys did what? Like you were on your phones this much? Like it'll oh my be God. different. Like there's t- technology. My phone gave me Hashimoto's. I'm entitled not, to financial we're not compensation. We understand what it does to our mental health. Like no, it, and no. I, 
it's it's it can't absolutely going to be one of those like we are just like on an all out spree right now mm-hmm. is what it feels like to me. Sometimes like when people smoke cigarettes for yeah, so long, and then, everyone and then they'll go like, "Oh my god, I cannot <sighs> believe that that happened!" And like we were at that extreme, and it, it will come. I feel I I the one thing that makes me feel better about social media is that I feel like it will calm down to something different than what it is right now. But we are at the blossoming phase where it's the first, like, what, mm-hmm. 10 years of, of social media. Pendulum being, always swings too far. It yeah. is. And it and it's like, it. We, we're going to do, like, a, a, a correction. Like, I feel like there's going to be some type of, like, yeah. uh-oh, uh-oh, we didn't think about that, or this, or that, or that. And it'll go somewhere eventually. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll be a, definitely a slow process, too, anyway. But, yeah. That, that's not my prediction. That's my hope. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't love where it's at right now. Yeah. No. Yep. We're, we're just on our own. Just winging it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you guys are going to hate me, but Joe Rogan was talking about it the other day. And he had Ben Shapiro on. And Ben Shapiro is not oh like God. not letting his kids get on the internet until they're 18. What? Yeah, he's fucking stupid. How? I That's just what How he wants you, like, to do. Well, like, and Rogan's like, you're just going to turn them into monsters because you've like kept this world from yeah, them. And then you're just going to unleash it on them at 18. Right. It's a balance. You need to like, there's yeah. too much internet for a kid. But then there can also be extreme. too little because you're holding them back mm-hmm. because... This is a tool that they could use to better their lives. Yeah, they don't know how to act but on the internet. Yes, like, and they're not. Yeah, and then you're throwing them in at 18, fully grown, have mm-hmm. no, have no, no idea what the what anything about the internet. They just think it's some magical thing that right. their friends get to use. I don't know. I just thought it was. Well, and also they're gonna crazy. use it exactly. And so you're not even in control, Ben Shapiro. I know we're rolling this into so much other shit, but whenever <laughs> we were talking about, was it a couple episodes about lying? We were talking about lying. Yeah. And you were talking about yeah. why it was important that you don't like we don't you why lying is important to you is because well you did it a lot when you were younger but when it related to your parents you you told them the truth about going to a party where there was adults and kids sex or, drugs uh, yeah, and rock was, and roll baby me, yeah there was gonna be no it was a sleepover there was, there was a sleepover two Excuse dudes me. there and like exactly. six girls you told them that they freaked out when you told them the truth. And then you never told them the truth again. Mm-hmm. And that is the exact opposite of what I want our children to do. Yep. Agreed. I, yes. Do I know the perfect way to work that out yet? No. no. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them to come with us with a hard truth. We freak out and then they never tell us the truth again. Exactly. I'd rather them be more comfortable. I have to deal with a parent that they're going to be doing fucked up shit regardless or, or shit that I'm not comfortable with them doing risky that we but as long write, as they're yeah. telling me about it and I can maybe help them through it be like these are your choices that you're yeah, going to make helping possibly. them understand what they're going through mm-hmm. as opposed to well because yes. you're you're basically choosing between and there's a chance that your kid might not drink alcohol underage but you're choosing between your kid's gonna drink and you're gonna know where they are and you're gonna sober drive them home if, if you need to oh, yeah, or your yeah. kid is gonna drive drunk and you know, lie to you about where they are and could end up lost yeah. and you would never know. Like Which was my entire high uh-huh. school career. Same. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, it's funny. We laugh about a lot of things, yeah. but there were some things that happened that when I think about them now, I have a- present day anxiety oh, I know. and I know I'm safe and I know that's not going to happen to me because yeah. I don't do those things anymore, but it is terrifying. And if we were able but, to talk to our parents, 
we wouldn't have done any of that stuff. But I, I also think about like when I hear about really terrible accidents and things of teenagers, I'm like, easily yes. could have been me. Yep. That's the main thing that that happens that I'm still like kind of messed up from is like, I will see like a terrible car accident of like two teens died and the third is in critical condition. Mm-hmm. And here's and they what were, they were doing. They were drinking in back roads and it's like, I did that all the time. Mm-hmm. And we did that because we didn't have anywhere to go. And like, not saying that we made good decisions or anything like that. Cause it wasn't a good decision, but I, that's, that's the main thing that gets me is I'm like that. that I, sometimes I go, I don't know how we survived our high school. I, I think that too. Our teenage years. It gives it like makes my chest hurt when it I does, think about and it. It's like because we just like cheated death. I feel like yes. sometimes uh, uh, like a lot of the things that we did, especially like the really memorable ones, where we're like, oh, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. We cheated death mm-hmm. because it could have been a completely different story for us. And I guess that means we've grown up to where we're like, mm-hmm. oh yikes. We're right. not invincible because we're fucking not. How, so you're not going to stop, for the most part, you're not going to stop your kids from drinking unless no. you completely lock them in a room, which mm-hmm. is never feasible to me. Well, it also will do more harm than drink. How right. do you get them? So you have to accept that they're going to drink. Mm-hmm. How do you get them? How do you try to convince them to not overdo it? Whether it's just like in one sitting or in like not drinking three nights a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. How do you convince them not to do that while not trying to freak out every time they tell you they're going to do it? Okay. Wrong person to ask. I have a couple answers to that, I think. Okay. My first one, and this is the one that I've always fallen back on, and but it has evolved in a way that I yeah. think it would make impact, is like the neuroscience behind it. Okay. And not just like, you can't do these things because your brain isn't done developing until yeah. you're 20, blah, blah, blah. But actually like saying... And, and not, not even in a fear tactic type of way, just giving the information. Like, I think what I would mm-hmm. want is just to be able to impart information and, and say, allow this what you will. Yes. Yeah. To, to an extent. I think there are times when you have to be like, I know you're going to make your own That's decision, not but reach. listen. And that, yeah, it depends on the kid too. Some yeah, kids and may your not, relationship. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I think I would want to talk about the like actual, now that I'm a 32 year old adult and I'm actually addressing my physical health, like what alcohol does to your body. Uh So think about what it's doing to, you know, a developing body. And I think that it could be a better conversation. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. Yeah. And then I forgot the other thing that I, that I would do. Um, to me, me, I I feel like you have to put more emphasis Mm -hmm. on not lying as opposed to like you will get in trouble for lying. Yeah. But you won't get you won't get in trouble and maybe not no trouble or whatever terrible grammar but you won't get in any trouble if you go drinking. As long as you're not doing something completely stupid like drinking and driving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would do. I but, would But at the same time, you want them to tell you if they're doing something that's very dangerous right. so you can say, "Hey, I, I really don't want you to How do can that. We How can I help her? you not be yes. As long as you're being safe, I have no problem with you mm-hmm. going out and drinking." Mm-hmm. You know. And that's that's the thing. I also go to like the It's not that like you're going to get in trouble. Like I would get in trouble for I'm doing air quotes, but I I would get in trouble for like you know, going out or staying past the curfew or whatever, and you get mm-hmm. your phone taken away. It's like, that doesn't fucking work. Mm-hmm. Because 
Rachel will buy a track phone. Yeah, Rachel will buy a track phone and tell everyone their number, and then Brooke will save it as Rachel's throwaway phone. Um, Rachie prepay burner. Oh yeah, Rachie's burner. I had a burner phone. Like I had like three burner phones. So (laughs) so don't fucking don't give me stipulations because I will fucking find a way around. You take one, three will pop up in its place, bitch. Yeah, I I and that's the thing. I I was too resilient, and I I know that I'm passing it on to my kids. I fucking mm-hmm. know that my kids will find a way around if whatever I put it in place. If I'm stringent and you know strict, and I'm gonna turn a blind eye after I say said rule. Mm-hmm. But it's like I would rather do like the natural consequences of it. Like mm-hmm. if you are late to work, like like three days a week. Your boss isn't gonna take away your phone, right? Exactly. That that, that doesn't that doesn't match up. Mm-hmm. Your boss is gonna say, "Okay, well, I'm not gonna pay you for those, you know, hours you missed or whatever it is." Well, and what happens is they then start to resent you instead of their decision. Yeah, like and you can't make it about you are being the one taking this away. Like here, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it yeah, if, if there's not a realistic consequence to the decisions that they're making. I didn't, I never had realistic consequences mm-hmm. to what I was making. It was, and, and I understand this as a parent, like, like as, like, I feel like sometimes Derek and I fly off the seat of our pants with Leo with making consequences or be like, oh, if you don't do this, then this doesn't happen. Or if you don't, blah, blah, blah. I, I get, I totally get that. But I just, as a parent, I want to be someone that's like more grounded and being like, okay, let me think about, mm-hmm. let me actually think about the consequences I will put in for my child to grow up and learn mm-hmm. what they're doing. Instead of making it about your ego. And instead of making it about my ego or about how it looks for my family. Sure. Or, you know, how I feel like my child feels about me or all yeah. these things. I just, Or a power thing. Oh, like, a so power I can struggle. Feel like, oh, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the adult uh-huh. and I'm going to do this. It's just I, I feel... I just want my kids to feel the consequences of like the natural consequences of their, of Mm -hmm. their life choices. Like of Mm -hmm. whether it's teenage adult, you know, preteen, whatever it is. I just want it to match. I want their consequences. I don't want them to have no consequences. I want them to match what they're doing Mm -hmm. or what mistakes they have made because it's okay to make mistakes because that's where people fucking learn Amen, sister. God. Because I made so many mistakes and I was so afraid to make mistakes because I felt so much shame by that. So I had to pretend like I know everything. I don't. (laughs) I fucking don't. Prepare the child for the path, not the path for the child. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite parenting quote. I know, but I feel like sometimes I think of that as like, I like interpret that as being like, Okay, you have to be a hard ass and just like no. toughen them up. But no, it's not. no, no, no. It's it's not. It's not that. It's not going through. And the, it's not. It was kind of related to what you said, but it's just not going through and pushing down the obstacles for them. They have to learn to push through the obstacles because one day we are not going to be there. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to parent like you're not going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so yeah. Then I would also probably educate them on 
alcohol and what it mm-hmm. feels like when you drink it yeah. and for your size about how much yeah. is a normal amount because think about yeah. how that could have saved us like from that. fucking blacking out and getting murdered. We learned that shit from each other when exactly. we were 15 years old. And, and it, other people that were giving know. us, you know, so to have that conversation of no like, knowledge. so there might be drinking at the party if your mm-hmm. kid is young enough to not really like already know that and like here's a, this is what a beer looks like. You know, if someone offers it to you, know that it'll make you feel funny and this is what you might feel. If you feel X, Y, and Z, like preparing them, you know, for date rape, like then yeah. that's not normal and you need to get out right yeah. away. Yeah. So like letting them know what to expect. Don't drink from an open cup. Ex- stuff right. Stuff like that. Right. Know. And here's, I want you to check in with me. So, so we had a bit of a, a snag. I don't know what that transition's gonna be like. Uh, I was finishing up talking about my kids and how I would talk to them about what drugs are when it became relevant to them. And uh, I don't have anything more to say no, about we that. We thought we lost at least twenty minutes of audio, but I think that I think Derek's Derek gonna save it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're okay. So okay. now I think we're gonna end it. Where are we're we? We're gonna at? wrap up. Are we at? Abrupt stop. <laughs> are we at an hour, Derek? Yeah, we're right around cool. there. As long as everything, it, it seems like everything's going to be saved. It's oh. just so. In short, don't uh, shelter your kids because they will rebel. Yeah. And point A is Rachel. <laughs> I think we got a little lecture. Guys, back I think there. yeah, that was like one of our deeper, more serious segments yeah, we've ever it. had. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Are we? I enjoyed it. I feel like we're carving ourselves out a little space. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? Like we're taking ownership over this podcast. Yes. And now it's our thing. It's our thing. Parenting. Cool. <laughs> I opened up my eyes, I saw the sign. Love is demanding. Thank you. Bye. Okay. We love you guys. Love thank you, guys. you for being here and thank you for being patient with us. Thank for... you for loving me. Thank you for being there. Everybody's thanking. The whole world thanking me. Thanking us. Thanking you. Kill Kill the the turkey. turkey. (laughs) Welcome 2022. (laughs) Bye. Are you pooping? Are you pooping? Are you taking a twos?